Baker Mayfield through eight weeks of the 2023 NFL season has proven to be QB1 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the foreseeable future. And we're going to tell you why next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson. You can always find me on the ones and twos. Guys, I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, and you can find me on Twitter and follow me there at DP underscore NFL. But I got to kick this thing over to the champ himself, Mr. Mr. LSU, the 2019 national champion with them Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, man, and we are back at it with another episode of Locked On NFL Draft from your dynamic duo, man. And listen, today's slate, today's slate, we're talking Baker Mayfield. Is he quarterback one? Or they have a top 10 pick, DP, so do they need to go ahead and draft a quarterback, or do you roll with Baker Mayfield again next week, next year? I'm sorry, the DP, we're talking impact rookies for this Bears and Panthers game, and then we're going to come up with our game picks, right? We're going to run through the roster and tell you who we think is going to win this game based off the rookie players that's playing, some of those veteran players. We're going to throw all of that together and get this thing going. But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code in all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Keith, when I, when I looked at lost in the shuffle, right, of, of the C.J. Stroud performance this Sunday was Baker Mayfield. He played a very good game, right? You talk about he should have had the game-winning drive of the game if his defense could have gotten the stop versus C.J. Stroud, but they weren't able to do that. But I, I went a little deeper and looked at this, and I said, man, it feels like every time I turn on the TV and watch Baker Mayfield in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, he's playing good football. Now looked at the numbers, Keith. Through eight games, he's completed 65% of his completions, which would be a career high for him. 18, uh, uh, 1,865 passing yards, seven yards per attempt, 12 touchdowns to four interceptions. He's only been sacked 13 times in eight games. His passer rating is 92.7. This guy is playing very good football, Keith. And this is like I said, this is probably the best start he's had to his career. So when I ask you this, Keith, has he locked up QB1 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in your opinion, or should they still keep their options open for the 2024 NFL draft? DP, I, I, obviously, if you get top two, top three is a different discussion, right? But as currently slated, I believe if you go to Tankathon, the Tampa Bay Bucks, I mean, like you said, Baker will play well, but they lost the game, right? And the Tampa Bay Bucks. After starting three and one, they're on a four game losing streak. And, you know, you read out a couple of the stats of, you know, his his seasonal stats. Right. But, you know, they, they lost to the Texans, lost to the Bills, lost to the Falcons, lost to the Lions. Right. And he's played well, even through through that four game losing streak. That is one, two. That is four, five. That's five touchdowns to two interceptions. Right. So you can't say he's the reason why they're losing. If right. so, for that, I will say he's earned the right to be the starter next year. Right. I, I I feel good about that. And they can go a different direction with that draft pick. 
But DP, I'm still drafting a quarterback. He hasn't earned for me to say you're going to be the quarterback for the next five years because it's it's just what have we seen from Baker Mayfield? It has been a man. He looks really good and then a regression. He looks really good and then a regression. He looks really good and then a regression. So I have to if if I'm and I don't know what they're going to do with Ty Bowles with the general manager, right? I, I think that for where people thought this team was, and we're, it's on a four-game losing streak, I understand it. But for where, what people thought the product would be, and we thought it would be all-time bad and some of the worst in the entire NFL, right? It's not that. Like, they're not the worst. They're not a bottom-five team in the NFL, even when you just watch this team play. They're competitive in every single game, DP. I want to say that I would still insert a, a draft a quarterback right in the second, third round, um, you know, potentially third round and kind of groom that guy to be able to kind of transition this thing forward. Because a lot of people like to talk about just blow the whole thing up and tank. Right. But I just feel like who wants to make a decision to be a loser? Right. Like I, I, the competitiveness in me finds it difficult to, to do that. And if you a franchise and you can find a way to segue from one era to another era, I think that's the option, right? The option is not just put the dynamite in there, blow it up, and say, all right, we're just going to be really, really bad for a couple of years. Like, no, that who wants to be bad, right? I'm really sure, like, NFL fans, we put our all into, you know, Sundays and watching our team play, and when they lose, we don't feel good about it, right? Some people have bad weeks. Some people have bad Mondays, right? So who wants that? We want to try to win as many games as possible. So that was the long answer. Short answer is quarterback next year. Yes, I'm fine with that. I'm still drafting a quarterback and trying to piece this thing together. Now, two part. I, I want. I want to piggyback off of that. You you want to draft the quarterback? Are you drafting with the eighth overall, or are you waiting to day two? Right. If, if it's the eighth overall pick, DP, and we're talking Caleb Williams, Drake May out of there, right? Because they'll be top five picks, and you're talking Jason McCarthy, Michael Penix. I don't think I am, and that's no disrespect to those guys, but we're still trying to win again next year, right? And I'm asking myself, what gives me the best opportunity to win? And you still have veterans on this team as currently constructed, right? You still got Devontae White, Levante David, um, you know, Carlton Davis, right? Vita Vea, uh, you know, there's still veterans on this team. Mike Evans, uh, Goodwin, right? Trey Palmer, the rookie, is showing up well. So it, it's, it's hard to just say, oh, I'm going to just sell the farm on everybody, right? Or I don't want to put those guys through a year of, we're not really trying to win. We're just trying to grow this year, right? So I think I'm I'm going to spend that first round pick DP on a position that on a positional need that's going to help me, and then like I said, second and third round pick, I'll go with um I'll go with drafting a quarterback if everything meshes and lines up well. No, I'm I'm with you, Keith, and because with that first round pick, I'd rather get an impact player, right? You know, to to kind of come in and help this team in some way, shape, or form. Mike Evans, is, I believe, is on the last year of his contract, right? So for me, when I look at this thing, I say, okay, if Mike Evans is on last year of his contract, I'm at the eighth overall pick. I'm expecting mm-hmm. two to maybe three quarterbacks in the top six. I'm expecting at least one offensive tackle, if not both, in terms of Olu Fashanu and, and, and uh, Penn State and, and Joe All at Notre Dame. Maybe Marvin, and, and of course, Marvin Harrison Jr. has to fall somewhere in there. You know what I mean? But if, say, he doesn't, you're at eighth. You get a chance at one of the big four. I'm talking about Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Keon Colvin, or Roma Dunza. You can find a young replacement for Mike Evans. And you know what I mean? Maybe you tag Mike Evans, you use him as trade bait to get some more draft capital before the draft, whatever. Like, but you you find a cheap option that a cheap younger and uber talented option to step into that big body role where you can then 
get year two progression from Trey Palmer. You you know move Chris Godwin around, right? We're starting to see a little bit more from the tight end Cade Otten in this offense as well. So they're putting things now. The one thing they got to fix, Keith, and it's the run game right now. Rashad White, who you know I liked coming, you know as, as a complete type of back that could do a lot of different things. 112 carries, so they're not they they don't run the ball enough in my opinion. But 112 carries, 378 yards through what eight games, averaging less than 3.5 yards per carry. His longest run is 16. You know who's second on the team in rushing? Keith Baker Mayfield, 35 carries for 122. That's not really good, right? Like you don't want your like not so mobile quarterback being your second leading rusher, right? Well, but Rashad White's the third on the team in, re- in receiving yards right now, Keith. And DP, but that speaks to the injuries that they've had also, too, right along the offensive line last year. But then you mentioned all those offensive tackles potentially being gone. Maybe you won't want them to be there, right? So we can draft, you know, a, a Olu Fashano or Joe out, and then you can kick Tristan Wirfs back to the right side, and then now he can kind of help balance that thing up because right now, DP, was Luke, right side, real quick, he was Luke Kadecki a guard coming out of college or was he a tackle? Or did he play both? Oh, I think he played both. I think he played both because it was it was him, and then it was his teammate coming out of Central Michigan also that plays for what that plays for the uh, Indianapolis um, Colts, right? But yes, I mean that they, I mean they've kind. I don't want to say they've hit with that pick, right? But that was something that I was not hundred percent comfortable with with he the combination well. of yeah, Cody Mock and and, and Luke Gadecki, right? Just and I like Cody Mock is just having two young guys on one side of the offensive line, you would like some type of balance with a veteran and a young guy. So we'll see how that thing goes. But DP, yeah, like I said, my answer is, yeah, next year, I don't mind rolling him out. He's earned that, but I'm drafting the quarterback. But DP. I'm drafting the quarterback. I mean, Keith, real quick, before we transition, is there a quarterback that you would like to see, Paul, like in the, on day two that you think could, could, could be a good fit for this team and sit behind him? Man, that's tough. I, so we we mentioned Jaden Daniels was that yesterday's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind something like that because if if you're gonna keep these wide receivers, I think with Jaden Daniels is showing like the down the field accuracy, and we know that Mike Evans. If Mike Evans comes back, right, he he's that type of guy. Then you have Goodwin. I I would want to put Jaden Daniels there because he's showing that he could get the ball to Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, right? And those guys kind of help him in his game, but then also the big play element that Jaden Daniels has with his legs, right? Being able to escape the pocket, get the ball down the field. And then you're kind of taking the same risk that the Baltimore Ravens kind of took with Lamar Jackson and not comparing them, but they took Lamar Jackson at the back end of the first round first. and say, Hey, we can, it's not a lot of, you know, we're not losing a lot in this situation, but there's a lot that could potentially be there to gain. And guess what? If you don't get on it, Jay Dan's a third round pick. Guess what? It's not the worst thing in the world, right? Like you can still move forward and, and go and draft another quarter. You didn't leverage the entire form to get a, a quarterback like a Jay. I got I'll throw one name out there so before we can transition. DJU. He may not be a second round pick, but you think mm. about third or fourth round, you can get some good value for a big arm, big quarterback that can make plays uh for this offense, especially the offense that could and once you get the run game going he, he he can really work off of the play action yeah i like that i like that i don't mind that at all with dp dp let's keep this thing going let's keep it flowing man we are on to the impact rookie segment yes we are breaking down this bears and panthers matchup man we know it sounds like it's going to be a doozy but man we're going to break this thing down we're going to go through these impact rookies let you know who to look out for what to look for and what guys are going to make plays why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach? You shouldn't, first of all. But what you could do is order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. All right, guys, I live in the Greenville County area of South Carolina. 
And after having, whether it's pizza, burgers, wings, soda, whatever I had during game day, early in the day, during the, the, the watch party or the tailgate, I love some good dessert. And Cheesecake Factory is one of the best dessert places around. And you can get that order right to your front step, right to your front door through the DoorDash app, guys. I'm telling you now, me and my wife love it. Talking about Reese's Cup, Red Velvet is one of my favorite. They have a, a litany and variety of flavors that you can really tap into and really enjoy, guys. Okay? So kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or your tailgate. All right? Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Guys, when I, when I think about the Carolina Panthers and the impact rookie, most people would think I'm going to the quarterback, right? To Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I mean, I, I need him to be an impact player, of course, because he's the starting quarterback. I'm going to their second round pick, Keith. Jonathan Mingo, a pick that I wasn't too fond of because I believe they traded up for him. And I was like, okay, like he's still raw, guys. Like, you're, you know what I mean? If you're really expecting to make headway to compete, you might want to get someone like a Tank Dell, like a Josh Downs that will make what you know, Bryce Young's job easier to getting the ball out quickly, right? And being a winner, right? Get being a ball winner, being a, a guy that can win one on one. But Mingo, I think it's time we need to see that back stretch of the season take off for you, Mingo. Like, I need to see you come out and impact this game because, for one, across the field, it's going to be the guy that they tried to that they tried to use you to replace DJ Moore. Right. So while DJ Moore's on the opposite side, you don't want to be out there as a second round pick after the, you know, because think about it, Keith, guys, what what this is very similar to the AJ Brown, Traylon Burke situation, right? You 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 traded away your number one wide receiver, then you drafted the rookie and put him in an impossible situation with shoes to fill. And he hasn't been able to just fill those shoes. So if I'm if there's any impact rookie I want to see step up or any rookie I want to see be an impact player in this matchup, I need to be Jonathan Mingo, man. I need you to take this – Take what's Coach Prime always say? It's personal. Take it personal, Jonathan Mingo. Take it personal because if, if DJ Moore goes out there and has another thir- – remember a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football what kind of game he had against the Washington Commanders, right? You don't want him to go out there and have this type of game against your secondary. And if he does that and you're out here with two catches for 17 yards and he's got eight for a buck 80 and two touchdowns, it's not go- – the, the, the conversation is not going to be good. So DP, I think you for imagine me, impact Carolina- got to be John Domingo. Can you imagine Carolina Panthers fans if that's the case if DJ Moore goes up 180? The nearest cliff, Keith. The nearest <laughs> cliff. They are driving that bus off that cliff. They are out there. You know it what would, I mean? It will, it will definitely go if crazy. DP, I, John I, Domingo has less than 20 yards receiving. Oh, it's going to be pandemonium. Yeah, it's going it's going to be mayhem in Carolina, man. But DP, I, I cannot. I know he said rookies. I'm gonna go with a second year player. Yeah, and that's Ike Kwanu because I, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about him. Um, when he's promising, there's talk about him. When he plays bad, there's talk about him. Right, he's just one of those guys. And I feel like that people are trying to lump him into the same conversation with Evan Neal, right? Like yet, like you know, like another 
offensive tackle bust, right? Like, and that's the conversation yeah. I want to see. So talking about an impact rookie, I just want to see him play well, right? Just play a solid football game, get in there, do your thing, handle your business, uh, be technically sound, protect Bryce Young, right? Be the blind side protector, do your thing, because all of the physical ability is there, right? Like the want to is there, the character, he checks all of the boxes. I like the pick when he made the pick, um, but seems as though there's conversations that, you know what I'm saying, he's not necessarily living up to the pick. And then DP, I'll go to the defensive side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers before we transition to the Chicago Bears, right? Look at this defense side of the football. You don't realize how many people for the Panthers are on IR. It's like, oh, like it, it's crazy. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have 10 players on IR on the on, just on the defensive side of the football, DP. So I'm looking at some of these young guys, right? It has to be a, a, a DJ Johnson, right? Or Maury Barno. One of y'all guys have to show up. They drafted y'all, right? They, they drafted y'all in the middle rounds. You guys have to show up. So that's the two defensive guys that I'm looking for for the Carolina Panthers. No, I like I like that, Keith. And like you said, with Icky, man, people are people 100 starting to try and tie him and Evan Neal together. It's like, okay, maybe we don't take tackles that you know that high in the draft. It's like, no, like you still take these guys because they're important. Your quarterback needs these type of guys, right? These physically gifted and 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 these guys that can play. But Evan Neal's playing right tackle when he's a left tackle, and Icky Okonu was just someone who I think the best bet for him is that he has kind of that Garrett Bowles ascension where it's like he year three and four, that's when you see the best version of him because he's still mm-hmm. kind of raw with his technique. You see his hands are still wide, hand carriage is kind of low and stuff like that. And he's, he, he punches, his punch timing is still inconsistent. But this is a guy that came from a team, from an offense that didn't throw the ball a lot and he was more of a run blocker. So it's like, yeah, his pass reps are going to be a little – up and down, little peaks and, and valleys, man. It just is what it is. But, Keith, when we flip to the Chicago Bears, right, I, I think about sticking with offensive tackle, Darnell Wright. You were a top 10 pick and forever will be linked to the Chicago Bears selecting to pick you over Jalen Carter. I'm sorry, but that's just going. That's how this thing is always going to pan out. They traded back a spot so Philly could come up and get Jalen Carter where they could have sat their butts right there and taken Jalen Carter and then they could have gotten Dewan Jones and on day two, like the Cleveland Browns did, right? And he's been very good for the Cleveland Browns. But Darnell White has to go out there and handle business. And what I want to see is, and for him to be an impact, uh, Evero, the defensive coordinator from the Panthers, I want you to put, throw throw Brian Burns over there. Throw, throw Burns over there. Burns is healthy and good to go for this game because, you know, it's a short week. Throw him over there. Test this young rookie. I've seen him. Had, look really good in the run game, right? We talk about that with Icky and Evan. I've seen Darnell Wright look really good in the run game, and I've seen some concerning moments in the pass protection, right, where he's getting beat by explosive rushes around the edge and around the corner, and it's like, okay, you know what I mean? And this is the type of rusher that could stress him. So I think I would like to see him just kind of be step up and show what type of impact he can have. And then Tyreek Stevenson, Keith, the, the, corner, uh, the cornerback, right? Uh, from from the University of Miami, he he's got the speed, the, the physical ability. He has everything to be a, a a type of corner that you want on the outside, and he's got like short short memory. No matter if you caught a pass on him or not, he's coming back the very next rep. He's in your face. He's going to be physical. He's going to beat you up. And we talk about John Domingo having a, having a game. Let's get some rookie versus rookie action there, and let's see who can actually cancel out the other. Yeah, I mean, because we we've seen right the the game plan for the Carolina Panthers. Play man, right? Play man against this receiver core that at times struggles to separate. But 
you look at the Chicago Bears corners and they have fairly young corners, right? Even Kyler Gordon, that's a second year player, right? And you want to yep. see what do they do, right? Do they have to play this cover two scheme? Uh, you know, that man, even flus ran or, or are they going to play some man? So that is definitely a key matchup. But DP, I'm going to wrap this thing up with kind of tying it together with your conversation about the Jalen Carter situation is that they went defensive tackle, right? They went defensive tackle twice and they went with two guys in, um, shoot, Gervon Dexter, I'm sorry, Gervon Dexter and Zach Pickens, right? Two guys at this. I thought they had high upside, right? And they could rush the, you know, rush the quarterback. They had flashes of being really good, but it was flashes and it was inconsistent, right? So I thought that they kind of fell in the same bucket. Like if I just had like a, a Cliff Notes version of each player, right? Like the, the Cliff Notes would be very similar about each player. And then this is the thing, though, that if you draft two of those guys, right, that you have a 50-50% chance on hitting on, you would think that you would hit on one of them, right? Like if I miss on one, I'm going to hit on the other. So I want to watch it just to see if one of these law of averages, right, kind of play out and one of these guys are able to come into come into their own and just be a productive defensive tackle because when you talk about being the, the 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", the athletic that can bend, that's fluid, that can rush the quarterback – like surface level, they have that, right? It's just a consistency and, and partly some of it could be instinctually. And I know that's not something that you talk about with a defensive tackle instincts, but we just should. the re- reactionary things, right? That that kind of involve both of them. So I'll be checking out to see which guys kind of, you know, starting to turn that corner and everything and make plays for the Chicago Bears. But DP, let's keep this thing going, man. Now we have to make our game picks, right? We talked about the young guys. We talked about the second-year guys, the rookies. Now we get to pull it all in together, right? The veterans, everybody who's going to be on the football field and decide on who we think is going to win this this Bears-Panthers matchup that I know everybody's so excited to see. Guys, you spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for the connection we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. Guys, do you realize what that means? Whether you're on an extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, their life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a one-year supply. I also ordered their antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get a peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Keith, this game has big time implications for the 2024 NFL draft, right? Because the Chicago Bears are two and seven. The Carolina Panthers are one and seven. If the Panthers lose, the Bears own their first round pick. And if the Cardinals was to win this week at the Atlanta Falcons, that means that pick will go to number one, right? Because so the Panthers, Panthers still be one and they'll be one and eight. Do you really want to win, right? If you the Panthers, you, <laughs> you the well, I guess Bears, you want you want to win. Yeah, you want to win, right? So that's what yeah, you want to win. Yeah, if you the Panthers yeah, want to win. So this this is like extra incentive to win because if the Bears beat you, they beat you twice, right? Because they got your draft pick. Legit. <laughs> it's like it's it's literally like a it's a double whammy in that situation. The Carolina Panthers and you let the Panthers are like 
like both teams want to have to want to win this because the Panthers are like, nah, we want your pick to be as low as possible. And we already hurt that we don't have the pick, especially how the season's going. So this 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 game has big time implications. And we talked about those young guys. We don't know if Justin Fields, you know, is going to play. He's questionable, right? We will see if he is able to for after the thumb injury and everything. Keith, who 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 do you think is going to win this game? Who are you picking? Yeah, I, so that that's where a lot of my my pick resides, right? In the whole situation of if Justin Fields is healthy, but I, I think I'm gonna still just go with the Chicago Bears because I just look at their offensive weapons and I just think they have more, right? And we talked about DJ Moore, Darnell Moon, and Tyler Scott. Cole Komet, he, I think he had two touchdown receptions last mm-hmm. week against the Saints. And even with Tyson Bajan, right, it's just, it seems like this offense kind of ran out of steam, right? But mm-hmm. it, it, they started off well against the Saints to where, like I said, I, I live in the, you know, greater New Orleans area and people were nervous, right? It was like, there's nowhere we're about to lose to the Chicago Bears and Tyson Bajan in the Superdome. But, you know, the offense kind of ran out of steam. But the question is this. Is that enough to beat the Carolina Panthers? And it probably is, right? Like Montez Sweat. Can't forget about Montez Sweat. Yeah, Montez Sweat coming in. So I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think the Chicago Bears are going to win this game. I think they have the better roster. If Tyson Bajan plays in this game, I'm picking the, I'm picking the Carolina Panthers. I think the oh, Panthers yeah. are going to come out with just – they're going to come out – This is a, I think this is a personal game. I think this is 100% a personal – Game. If Tyson Bajan plays, I figure that defensively they're going to take away, uh, you know, DJ Moore and limit him and make him make those middle of the field throws that he could not make against the Saints. Right. When you still like take away the run game and make him be the guy. Right. This is still a, a D what D2, D3 quarterback out of Shepard. You're still Tyson Bajan out of Shepard until you're not. Right. So it's like you have to force him into throws and reads that he's not accustomed to making. And I think that they could do that and then, again, get Brian Burns in advantageous rush lanes to where he can dominate this game and get into the backfield and make the young quarterback hear footsteps. Another personal thing, Deonta Foreman. He was a Carolina Panther last year. They decided not to re-up him. They decided to pay money to Miles Sanders. You better stop, big boy. Okay, you better stop big boy when he gets the football because I expect him to run with a little more ferocity because y'all didn't want to pay this man and you let him hit free agency. You didn't think that he was good enough to, to, to really run your offense for another year, even though he was good, very good for you last year, right? And he's been good when he's, you know, gotten the ball for the Chicago Bears for the most part. So, but if Tyson Bajan is playing, I think Bryce Young and this offense, and they'll be able to figure out the passing game enough, right? Adam Thielen. Get the get the ball going to Hayden Hurst, Mingo, TMJ. These guys, like especially Mingo, I, you gotta gotta show me something. Got gotta show me something, man. Good <laughs> lord! But I think that they'll be able to get, kind of scheme. This, this this pass rush isn't good for Chicago, and that's why I worry. If they can get pressure on Bryce, cool. I don't know if they can do it, so I'm gonna roll with the Carolina Panthers. All right, well, DP, this is one of those situations that we say, what? We both cannot be right, man. When we hop on this podcast tomorrow, somebody's going to have bragging rights about who is right and who is wrong. But, DP, man, that wraps up another episode of Locked On NFL Draft, man. I want to start this thing, start the end of this thing off by saying shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us, man, every single day, man. We appreciate it. The content is ramping up. The conversations are ramping up, man. We had a really dope conversation about Caleb Williams, wide receiver, too. Like we said, this is our 
time. This is the time to tap in with us. I want to say thank you. We appreciate y'all, man. You can find me on X. Right? I guess we're officially over the Twitter thing, DP. We're officially over the Twitter is X. You can find me on X at the Talent Co. You can find DP Damian Parsons. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. Like we always say, what, man? Y'all talk to us, tweet at us because we talk back. Go and follow us on YouTube, guys. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Go subscribe, hit the automatic downloads, leave a five-star review and comment on, on Apple, Spotify, whatever, guys, to continue to support the show. Listen, thank you all for making Locked On the Field Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, like he said. Shout out to you all for being on every day. It's on tomorrow, you know what you know what we do is make a statement time. All right, some so some college prospects we're gonna put you on the spotlight, and you gotta make a statement this weekend in a big another big weekend of big matchups. Uh, of course, also where you at? We got some guys that we're gonna pull out the, the the binoculars and we're looking, we're searching to see where these guys are, guys. So as always, man, talk to us because we talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>